Welcome to another episode of Read the Room on the No Filter Network. Welcome to Read the Room, everybody. It's Fun Friday. How is everybody doing? It is so fun for Friday. It's been a crazy week. It's always fun in D.C. because it's the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Uncle Rico, what's happening with you in Arizona, brother? I'm just out here living the dream uh making sure that i stay locked and loaded in case we have some cartel issues coming our way if we decide coming, to start coming your way old. coming your way I, I thought you guys already had that problem we have it but not in the amount that we could be seeing if we decide to start lobbing missiles at cartels so because he's the I-10 is south of him, and he's up north near Prescott, and so that's 15 that goes up 17. north. 17. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Like we have Route 17 out here in Virginia. Yeah. So we uh, we don't get to see. They don't uh, take too kindly out here. This is uh, red country, if you get what I mean. So oh, good. Uh, tell you everybody much. here packs in. Uh, has flags. No, there's there's no problem with this. You want to stop people coming on your lawn that are illegal? You you do something about it. It would take a couple things on CNN of people not making it across the border who should not be coming across the border. They would stop coming across in the numbers they are. You start mowing people down. I know that's a, that's a rough thing. I know I'm not walking across the border if I have a chance to get annihilated by the National Guard. Oh, 100 percent. You what know do I've you done. Think- I've done basically cartel fire drills with my girl, criminal fire drills. Like if something happened in the middle of the night, what she would do if I wasn't here or what would happen if we were there and like, okay, you're going to go in the closet. You're going to take this knife. Uh, I'm going to handle my business. You stay ultimately quiet. And if I get into a fist fight with this guy, cause I don't want to kill him, I'm going to shoot him in the leg first, probably a kneecap, uh, maim him. And then if I look like I'm in any any trouble, you know, come in. And she's like a, she's like a butterfly. So this kind of talk is like, everybody's a butterfly until they're in your house. Yep. Until you, you everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. Thank you, Mike Tyson. All right. So, you know, today's broadcast is, is about (laughs) major first. Okay. And Two days ago, we got one of the biggest major firsts ever in American history when a bunch of Gulf Cartel scumbags lined up five of their boys, tied them up, laid them over there in Matamoros, and said, here they are that kidnapped these prospective drug dealers Mm -hmm. that are American citizens. Two of them died on one side of the border. The other two got returned and they wrote a sorry note a sorry okay? right because that's Who normal sorry. that's normal yeah, yeah. 
Let's, let's just let that sink in for the entire audience on Read the Room. Sorry. Because Sorry. that's psychotic. Okay. I, mean, I don't I, I don't even do I don't even get sorry notes from people. No, you don't get sorry notes for your children. Come on. They owe I mean, me a very good apology. And I get nothing. Right. We're the sorry. Cult. We're sorry, <laughs> Uncle Rico. We'll never do it again. Well, <laughs> personally, I think it's brilliant. I mean, the American people are stupid enough to fall for that apology. They are. A. Yes, B, they, are. they just taken a play out of ISIS. Like, oh, we're not going to do this. We won't do that again, okay? We're sorry. Trust us. Don't Trust come here. Us. Don't deal with the problem. And the bottom line is there is going to be a handful <clears throat> of people that make decisions based upon that. And they'll believe yes, it. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. They 100% uh, will. You're 100% correct. And it, so oh, there's no downside to that note. Like, honestly, it's no. five guys that they would have sent out for some other reason. And to be honest, it's kind of mafioso style. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of oh, enjoy it's it. full mafioso style, bro. No. They have 100%. nothing to lose. No, they, they're not. They, they didn't say they didn't say we're sorry. We're going to stop human trafficking, fentanyl and uh, weed and cocaine and uh and other things that they run across the border. I didn't, I didn't see that in that scribbled out note. Did you? Yeah. We also don't apologize to them for all the guns that we ship them. So it's a kind of a lazy Susan of correct illegal stuff. Correct. Wait a minute. Obama's not in office anymore. Neither is Eric Holder. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. God. Right. I'm sure the NRA <laughs> gets no love <laughs> down there. But the bottom line is, is we ship them the guns, they ship us the drugs, and that's how it works. You that's know? exactly. So, and it's never going to stop. Like, it will no, never it's not. stop until we stop liking put, putting shit up our nose and jabbing it in our arms. And that's just not going to happen it, anytime soon. Okay? Like, this is, this is raw. This is what it is. That's how you get rid of that problem is you limit the demand. Then their supply will suddenly... Nee, 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 nee. But that's not going to happen anytime soon because they're pumping out one of the most addictive drugs that we've ever seen in the history of drugs. So to that, I digress. Right. But, but I'll tell you, it's not that, look, it's not the drugs that bother me. People are going to do drugs. People are going to mm -hmm. do drugs. They're going to find drugs. It's what they're doing to the education system, that the hospital system where you, you get people to come here across the border. You're throwing them in school that don't know English. And then these people have to learn this and it sets everybody back. You got people going to hospitals that are running up all the hospital bills because they just come here now. It's not, it's not so much the drugs. It's the day-to-day -day disruption of the American life of what I know they come here for the freedoms. Great. Cool. Do it the right way. But they're hurting the education system. They're hurting the healthcare system. It's just fact. So yeah. you guys know I do a lot on you know on the on border issues and have for a long long time. So you know, seventy percent of these men and women and kids that come here are coming here because they have a centralized corrupt government, right? They don't have an economic system that supports them. Uh, I don't see one cropping up like uh, daffodils in, uh, in the spring anytime soon. Um, the other 30% um, are full-blown criminal actors, right? 
So Sheriff Lamb, who's down there in Pinal County, was in a uh, hearing a week and a half ago uh, on border security. And he came here with a backpack that was camoed with a camo outfit and with carpet shoes to illustrate again what his law enforcement officers have to face every day. And so we get hammered with the public safety component of it. We get hammered with, and the gentleman to his left was the medical director for the Yuma County uh, uh, Hospital. That Yuma Yuma has 100,000 people in it. 700,000 people have come across the border in the last year. So his hospital is, you know, maxed out That's six right. times. Exactly. He's got a $27 million bill that he can't get payment for mm-hmm. because hospitals are and required to, but also by moral standards, going to provide service. And so you're right, Mike, there's a lot of systemic problems uh, going on there. Rico, in, in your part of Northern Arizona, um, as opposed to where you were before in Southern Arizona, in and around Phoenix and Scottsdale, what are you seeing that is a um, overflow of the um, open borders problem and the criminal activity that's going on there? How much of that are you seeing up north? None. Yeah, Not that doesn't seeing. surprise me. Yeah. Not seeing a bit of it. I mean, they're going to chill out in Mesa and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty much the uh, drug and cartel havens. And it's economically where they're going to find the most work because, you know, on one hand, I obviously feel for these families. On the other hand, I understand that there is a limit to resources and there has to be a way to yeah. ensure that everybody gets the help that they want. But studying Mexican history and basically the Mexican government cartels, et cetera, the way that I do, I put myself in the shoes of the average citizen, the average family. What would you do? If all of a sudden the border was open and you are part of, you are in the avocado city where you got Jalisco and Sinaloa battling for the turf that was your land, you know, right. you take right. your kids and you get the out of there. That's exactly now, right. On the flip side to that, you've got these same cartels making what upwards of 64 billion dollars or something 13 billion uh, yeah basically big drastic number they're in the billions of just human trafficking alone they've had an 8x uh, increase in revenue in two years and that two years kareen jean pierre to actually (laughs) have the gall to say that there's less fentanyl coming across the border nice is absurd and then you stack on top of that the mexican president saying that there's no fentanyl coming across from our country and that this is an american problem you guys need to figure it out stop blaming it on us and he feels empowered to say that when you have the white house press secretary saying that it's not a problem we've got this under control 
That's exactly. Well, what we left out with uh, the representation of uh, Amlo is that he's a socialist, anti-American uh, scumbag, and oh. and and Corinne Jean-Pierre, the clown in the press office, left out the part to my house in her sentence or her response. Right. Yeah. Um, so they can they can obfuscate, they can misdirect all they want. Uh, again, here in D.C., you're starting to see the um, direction that the Biden administration knows they have to uh, pivot toward mm -hmm. in the budget he laid out yesterday, which is just a political document. There, there are no solutions in it, just a lot more spending. And then the second one is, again, this D.C. crime bill that uh, the city council in the District of Columbia watered down two weeks ago, made it through the House uh, a week and a half ago. Uh, the House, the, the Congress has authority over this federal colony um, called the District of Columbia. They are not a state. They're just simply a federal territory. Uh, very much like the Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, the DR, Guam, etc. But all of that being said, they they can overturn um, measures, bills, uh, proposals that they don't like. And so in the House, we got 52 Democrats to join us, sent it over to the Senate two days ago, 33 Democrats. Uh, joined House uh, Senate Republicans, and Biden has already told uh, everyone he's going to sign it, which, which completely made the Democrat caucus flip out, lose right? their minds. Oh, they lose went, their... they lost their shit like nobody's business. Like nobody's business. It was hilarious. I don't understand how they could lose their shit because. Because they're I mean, crazy. The, uh, the, well, no, I'll tell you. But go ahead. Uh, I, I got the go ahead, I'll right tell now. you. Don't you worry. <laughs> I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that it's those gosh darn MAGA Republicans that want to defund the police. Right. So right I, I, I have a hard time understanding how the Dems all, can all be upset about this when you would think that they would be happy since it's, in fact, by Biden's own account, the MAGA Republicans that have been wanting to defund the police. Yep. So it kind of, yeah. they're kind of going back and forth again. I, he I, got two injections yesterday, not one. That's why, that's why he said that up uh, in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. So here's the reason, here's the reason behind all of that. So for years and years and years, I mean, like at least four decades, Democrats have been voting in favor of home rule for the District of Columbia. Home rule is just another vote buying scheme which will never come to fruition. You're never gonna turn the District of Columbia into a state. That's not gonna ever happen. Ever. But they keep voting ever. for it. And so what two weeks ago when the bill came up on the floor of the house, the White House was completely mum on what they were gonna do. So they let 179 Democrats out of their uh, what do they have, Mike? 213? Yeah. 213 member caucus vote for, excuse me, against the House measure to overturn this DC crime bill. And mm -hmm. so basically Lucy and the football. Okay. Mm -hmm. They just yeah, yanked the football right out from under the Democrats. 
when a week and a half ago he said, I'm going to veto or I'm going to sign this bill instead of I'm going to veto it, right? Just like he did when he said, I'm not negotiating on the debt ceiling. And three weeks ago, he sent the old lady from the Treasury Secretary out to the cameras to go, we're going to negotiate with Republicans. <laughs> so the pivot is happening is what I'm getting at. And so for the last three years, man, I've been telling folks, look, all the burning of the cities and all the tearing down of the statues and all the talking kids into being one gender versus another and lying to their parents, give it about two, three years and uh, they're going to start losing power because, you know, FAFO, right? Fuck around and find out. Lori Lightfoot is no longer mayor. The crime, the D.C. crime bill got flipped and overturned, right? Biden put out this political document yesterday called a budget that doesn't say how he's going to save Social Security and Medicare, and it's 65% of entitlement oh, spending in oh, the budget. <laughs> so they don't pay attention they're running facts. scared, is my point. <clears throat> they're running scared, yes. guys. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't know what to do. They really do not know what to do. That's an amazing time to be a logical person, because it's the equivalent of a turkey shoot. And we could literally blindfold <laughs> ourselves with a pellet gun and take home Thanksgiving dinner every <laughs> single day. Because yes. we have been talking about this for a couple of years now, woke being broke. And now yep. we have finally seen the ceiling of wokeness. Like it's yes. it's on its way down. And we knew this would happen because yep. they continually shot themselves in the foot and they would only go, get to go so far until it affected major businesses and the majority of the American people. Feminism's over. Let's just let's just talk about women for a moment. Uh, guys, we're, we're what in, are those? We're what, we're the wait, kings what are those? once again of the planet. National Women's Day. Men are getting awards. Shout out to men everywhere. Right. We are still the most Seriously. powerful creature on the planet. Sorry, women, you did it to yourselves. Number Dudes two. Dudes in a dress. Whatever. Men are still men. We still rule. Thanks to women. Sure. Shout out to all my feminists out there. We see all of these woke policies that are just cratering major cities. Walmart just pulled out of Portland. You know, you've got exoduses in all these cities that finally these businesses are getting hit. Finally, we see the reckoning in Chicago. Yeah. Disney Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. She wasn't well, even in the top me, three. Uh, Rico, you sent me that video the other day of the um, shoplifter getting busted and thrown out of the store. And I so texted you back and I'm like, that's in Portland, Oregon. So they've hit their limit. And that's mm -hmm. really that's really been my point all along is. It takes voters a while. Uh, they are going to figure out um, who screwed the pooch and left them to clean up afterwards. And it is really only one political party because, and I hate to say this, because they don't have solutions. And we as Republicans, those of us that are, need a robust opposition party or we become too arrogant, complacent, and full of ourselves. Yeah, you know, 100%. So 100%. Biden, I'll tell you something else that really is not going to help. 
very much. And I sent this to you a little bit ago, this Silicon Valley bank that lost 70% of its value yesterday right. and then lost a, lost another 20% uh, on top of that because of their uh, inability to maintain liquidity and have enough assets. So some are, you know, out there saying, you know, it's, it's Enron part two, and we'll see about that. But Biden in his budget yesterday, you guys, he did a first in keeping with the theme, which it's not going to pass. None of this stuff is going to pass. None of these taxes or anything, that other, other nonsense. He is, he is trying to, uh, in his budget, propose, or he did propose, to tax future income on capital gains. Yeah. So you don't sell a stock. So I own Bank of America. It went down to 29. I bought it at 11. So I'm still doing okay, right? Yep. And I held on to it. It was up as high as 47 in the last three or four months, right? It's mm -hmm. steadily gone down. It got hit like crazy because of a $52 billion run on bank stocks in the last two trading days. Biden's telling me that any any realized income that I've yet to receive, they mm -hmm. want to tax. That is the yes. first in American history um, that will fail like a Hindenburg, but it is showing you how desperate they are to cling on to the idea that government can solve everything. And we know, of course, it can't. Yeah, they love money that doesn't exist. Apparently, he's a gypsy now, and he's got a crystal ball <laughs> for what he can say. Right. I know, right. you know, we'll just take this theory on taxing capital gains. Let's say you plan on taxing those capital gains of this bank in Silicon Valley a week ago, and then you try to tax those same gains this week. Are those future gains going to be the same? Well, no, of course not. No, of course, of course not. not. And he wants to take cash gains from 20% taxation to 39%. That is also DOA. The whole thing is dead on arrival. It's all because it's, it's a all, political document. It's all, yes. It is it's not all, yes. it's real posture. budget. Yeah. It's just campaign fodder. You know, he's trying to show the people I'm going to run on this. I'm going to run <laughs> on making Medicare solvent and Social Security, and we're going to get it paid for in 50 years. I don't care if I have to pull money. Uh, from the next century to pay for it, I'm going to do it because Americans are stupid enough to believe that as long as you say that you're going to do it, that you're going to find a way to do it. Yeah. So there are fundamentals that I've always talked about with you guys and with the, the entire audience, which is what do you put in your tank? What do you put in your trunk? Right. Hot and air. What, do you, what do you have in the bank? So you got to have groceries, you have to have uh, energy and you have to have, um financial security so with the shift uh away from 40 years of voting for home rule and whatever dc says democrats just voted against their crime bill so that's crime chicago one of our most fabulous cities in the united states just threw out a progressive lunatic uh mayor on crime disproportionately the next thing is financial security. So everybody is, what are we, what is this, 2023? So we're 15 years out from the 08 financial crisis. So think about where you were 15 years ago, 
Think about those people that are 30 now that were 15 then, and they don't want to experience what their parents uh, experienced while they were in high school with their first home that they're buying or about to purchase. And so that financial insecurity that's coming, because we are in a recession, it's going to get worse, and it's going to take until about 2025 to get out of it, um, is going to create more independence and fewer Democrat voters, as long as Republicans don't screw it up and take victory from the jaws of defeat. That's what we love to do. That's what we do. <laughs> yep. But it so, is D.C. after all, so you may see that. I have one question, uh, one statement and one question. So, Yes, sir. The statement would be, um, heads up to everybody in the audience, we all know this budget bill was political fodder and notice how he tried to blame crime and defunding the police on MAGA Republicans, tying it into us wanting to get to the bottom of the weaponization of the FBI, CIA, other institutions, administrations that should never be weaponized and politicized. So watch him try to sell the American people on that. Because here's the thing. Why not lie? Like, they, they all they do is lie. There's people stupid enough to believe the lie. Like, F it. He, At this he point, doesn't have like, to have sell to it. He's got the media to sell it. He does. He just has to throw it. He's got to dangle it. Yep. You just throw it, and somebody's going to chew it up because they're, they are that stupid. Like, people mm-hmm. that still want to go with Biden and follow proudly the Democrat Party of 2023 – they are that stupid. Unfortunately, they're that they're that egotistic because yes. they don't want to say they're wrong. They don't want to say they're wrong about anything. One hundred percent. That's they're the difference between Republicans and Democrats. We are a party and a people of, of self responsibility. And if we do something wrong, you say that's right, we're wrong, and we move on. There are some that don't. The mass majority of the Republicans take the blame, take the ownership, and move on. These yes. And yeah, independents, I've, you know, independent voters have been stung by both parties. So their distaste for um, either is still not only endemic in their decision to go, you know what, I'm an independent. There's only so much bandwidth and they've even closed that bandwidth mm-hmm. from where they had it before that they're willing to accept. Uh, and so whether it's a libertarian bent that causes them to be an independent whether it is a center right without other hootenanny, whether it's yeah. Second Amendment stuff or religious stuff or whatever that caused them to be that independent, that's where people are are going. And that party is actually growing state, local, and federal elections. Those numbers continue to expand. And they are the ones, and we've talked about this before, guys, is... They're the ones that actually decide elections, presidential all the way down to city council. City council, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, I can attest to moving from the right to the middle because you know I'm I'm just tired of identity politics on either side. You know, Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about DeSantis recently, and you know, I like him as a candidate and whatnot. But you sent me that article on woke isn't going to be the final solution. And I'm thinking about what is the job? What is the job of our federal government? 
what is the the job? Their only job is to make sure we have a strong economy and a national defense. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like the states should be able to do what they want to do, be their own individual states, not state. And I'm not a hundred as much as I hate woke, as much as I cannot stand it, and I think it is a detriment to society. Yeah. As an American, I believe it does have a place to exist and a place not to exist. And I don't want somebody federally making that decision. Correct. So, I am worried about with DeSantis specifically, and we can go into him later. Uh, mm-hmm. If he would blanket statement woke agenda stuff at a federal level, because honestly, I don't really want to see too much of that. I want that handled within the states, and I want them to eradicate what they want and let people keep what they need. Because I'm tired. If DeSantis does that, then it's basically going to be the same as people ideologically on one side canceling out the other side. Like, yeah, let them both exist. I don't want to deal with that shit. Pardon my French. I don't want to deal with that stuff. Don't worry about your French. People get yes. over it. I want my religious rights protected. <clears throat> I want to know that I have a an economy that will support me. And I want to know that I can go to bed at night not having to worry about a foreign invasion. That's it. Now, my question for you guys. Or go out to a favorite restaurant with your head on a swivel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you guys keep talking about D.C. and it being a home base or state or whatever. We kind of not the whole audience doesn't understand what the District of Columbia is with inside inside another state. Is it similar to the way Disney operates or operated inside of Florida? So good question. Very good analogy. And to address what you said a moment ago about woke uh, federal v. local, um, the reason we have a 10th Amendment to protect states' rights is exactly um, what you're talking about. And so what Governor DeSantis is doing, and, you know, full disclosure, Ron's a friend of mine, known him a long time, yada, yada, yada. He is focused on the really good work of eight years of Governor Rick Scott. Prior to that, I'll skip uh, Charlie um, Crist because he was a joke. But even all the way back to Jeb in the early 2000s, when he became governor after his first loss um, for governor, um, built the foundation of where Florida is today. And not just in continuing to build Florida out, making it um, friendly for home buyers, businesses, uh, families to grow and prosperity, but also as a contrast, because large corporations, Disney uh, being one of those, have Uh, decided to go into this woke environment and then foist that on on state constituencies, not just in France, where they also operate, or over in Japan or in California, but across their uh, platform. And he's saying, no, we don't want that. No, we're not going to accept that. And so that is um, a state's rights um, defense, while at the same time, He's smart enough to be able to um, 
know that that's what people in the state want, right? Yeah. That's one part of it. The other part with the Reedy Creek Improvement District that has been around since 1967 is they gave them a a self-governance environment to build out the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So in 1967, I lived across the street from the original Disneyland in Anaheim before we moved to Laguna. So I was pretty darn happy, right? But they did that, Rick, um, a long time ago to build out another Disneyland that had only been around for 12 years at the time, but just blew up in the American culture uh, very, very well. And so what they've done is they've removed that Reedy Creek Improvement District, and now the state has a trustee that works for the state of Florida that governs uh, that physical uh, property and physical land the Mm -hmm. way it would for Walmart, CVS, Burger King, or anyone else that uh, goes in and builds multiple sites in the state of Florida. Okay. I know it's a little boring and you got to get on your my pillow and wake up a little bit, but that's pretty much what, what has happened. And the thing that I like about the way DeSantis governs is he doesn't govern like a bully. He governs by consensus, even though he won 1.5 million extra votes and has got a super majority in his legislature and all that stuff. He's not running roughshod over them. He is actually consulting with them and we're we're working with his government on some other matters now that that you'll see in the next few weeks um and then they hold a special session they bring the bill to the floor it passes he signs it there's the press conference they move on to the next thing it's okay. a, it's an interesting way of it's an interesting way of governing uh and he's been successful at it because he doesn't <laughs> shove it down people's throats the state level. I mean, I agree with Nico here. I I think Obama was the first one to start um, the president getting involved in Mickey Mouse shit. And I think what Rico was saying was... Is that a pun? It's it's a pun. I I just pulled that up. (laughs) But but he's he's right. Get the president to stop talking about... DeSantis doesn't need to go into the White House to talk about wokeism. He doesn't need to talk about it. Like Obama did not need to get involved with a white cop breaking into a, not breaking in, excuse me, a white cop questioning this black Harvard professor and doing the beer. Correct. It's so below the president of the United States. Correct. And going to your point, Rico, that's people don't want that from the president, in my opinion. Like just deal with the top line issues and let everybody else deal with the crap underneath it. It minimizes the power of the president. That was so. Uh, that was such a rookie move for an amateur like uh, Obama. It didn't surprise me. And then when they showed the little photos of them all having a beer a blue moon after they a played a basketball game at the White House, I'm like, uh, who are these people? What is this dinner theater in they, Boca Raton? They I mean, created racism. I mean, they created. I mean, I'm swear to God. Yes, the racism. Yes. It's it. They act like th- this is happening all over the country at all times, every single day. Give me a America's not a racist country anymore. Not a racist country. Well, you got to remember too they, that they have 
individuals who to their core believe that black people cannot be racist. It's impossible for a black person to be racist. Yeah, go see the 1984 movie, Do the Right Thing from Spike Lee, and and, uh, he'll give you a beautiful contrast of how everyone can be if they want to be. Exactly, but yeah, you know, well, yeah. You know, it was like you want to end the identity crisis or, or identity, whatever people want to be freak shows that they want to identify as this, identify as that. But I saw this great Instagram story of this white guy was like, I identify as a black person, and the black person in the audience lost his mind, lost their mind. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, everything else, but not black kind of to the point that I was making earlier about woke. Hey, Rick, it, I just it, want to announce something on our show today. I identify as Jesse Owens. Okay. I just want to, from <laughs> now on, that's me. Okay. Excellent. Uh, I identify as a hammer and I'm going to nail this. But, but, next. But, sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> well, it went to my earlier point about reaching their ceiling. Like they can't, they have gone too far mm-hmm. to where gone too, everything gone too, they do is insane and only hurting their cause. Hence, what time. they did the feminism. You know, we're seeing it with trans sports. Then you reach transracial. And when I pose this question to people that are pro LGBTQIARS plus square minus, <laughs> they have no research. The alphabet people. Yes, the it's alphabet worse. mafia. And I said, this is going to create a problem for you guys once reparations start coming out. Because they are around the corner. One state will certainly do it, regardless of whether it bottoms them out or not. How are you going to decide this? If I believe I'm black and I, to my core, believe that, who are they to say that I don't deserve this? Exactly. Then you're going to start getting into genealogy and all this other things. And that and is it ends the argument right there. The argument. Just like, okay, let's just take it down to a basic level now of education. You're a white heterosexual male. Why would you not put on your application that you're a gay Chinese person or a gay ex-wife? Lie about, because that's how you feel you are. Because being a white heterosexual male in this country. Play the game. Your script, play the game. Play well, the game. I posted this on Twitter today to end all of the squabbles of diversity based on trans ideology. We've actually had a female president. We've had a gay president. We've had a trans president. We've had a bat as a president. Uh-huh. There is an endless amount of what anybody can be on any given day. So in theory of trans, every single type of gender, sexuality, lampshade has already happened. They Mm -hmm. may not know it yet, Mm -hmm. but it's Mm -hmm. happened. All it takes is for one person to say at that time, I identified as a woman. And the conversation's done. Diversity and and equity is done. And I get that, I get that, but we all know because we live in the real world yes. uh, that that is all a bunch of fantasy bullshit yes. and it, it is not real. 
You cannot escape your biological sex. You can identify as a lampshade. Who cares? And I will tell you that that nugget of activity and focus, like crime, like riots, et cetera, et cetera, is another uh, issue on top of the burning pile of issues that the Democrat Party are going to watch go up in smoke as they continue to lose political support, political power around the country, et cetera, et cetera. Um, recently, the um, attorney general in Missouri, who I believe has found the uh, golden key to unlock and get rid of, um, along with the incoming um, uh, Mr. Vallis, who's the incoming mayor of Chicago, uh, the Soros DAs and this undermining of society. So um, Kim, what's her name in Missouri is on her way out as DA. Um, uh, Kim Fox in Chicago is on her way out. And I would urge everybody to look at Vallis's crime video on his Twitter page and his public safety video. And he talks about replacing uh, Kim Fox by A, going around her, to a judge, then going around her and filing charges with the U.S. attorney at the federal level that then nullifies the ability for that um, Cook County DA to be involved. And you basically turn them invisible. And they are ultimately then turned out of office exactly like Lori Lightfoot. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how that happens. Um, so Gula, I got a question for you real quick, and then Mark, you can rebuttal after. It's on the topic of censorship real quick. So uh, I sent you, I believe it was Mark, that post from a drag show, whatever, <laughs> you know, the guys dancing around in thongs and, you know, a little baby coming out on stage and them doing- I just say lunch, be careful. So- <laughs> I take that video yep. and I post it on Instagram. That's Instagram strong. flags me for it being it sexually offensive. Right. Now, is that possible for it to be sexually offensive when there is, in fact, an infant in the video with their parents watching it? So on one hand, you have the Internet saying this is offensive, sexually offensive. This should not exist, not even on our platform. And then people will argue that this is a normal way of life. How does that happen? Should this video be allowed to exist? Gula. Yes, I think it should be allowed to exist. I think you should be allowed to put whatever you want. Because it's America. Unless it's child pornography. Let's be Which it draw, kind a fine of line, draw a fine line. Um, child abuse, whatever. If they're saying that's explicit and shouldn't be on their platform, then why should it be allowed in the public to begin with? How, why isn't that allowed, but putting it on the internet isn't allowed to expose? They don't want it to it be exposed so smart. to the internet. That's so smart. what they don't Mark. So the First Amendment um, is there for a reason. Historically, everybody can look back in their history books and determine why. Yesterday in the uh, House Judiciary Committee, they had the uh, 
second hearing on the weaponization of the federal government with uh, two journalists, Matt Tiabi and um, uh, Berger. David Schellenberger. Uh, and so one of the things that most people don't remember from school, don't think about on a daily basis, is that the First Amendment protects good and bad speech. It actually protects yes. hate speech. Yes, it does. Um, so while I watch the Democrats um, fish around in their pocketbook of BS for reasons to rationalize trying to censor people, which was Rico's uh, primary question, um, and I, that's delicious why I call theater. it their, That's why I call it the new McCarthyism, Democrats' new McCarthyism, right? Um, is they're trying to continue to move cancel culture forward and so forth and so on. Tiabi, who is a uh, journalist for New York Times, Rolling Stone, 10 books, et cetera, et cetera, he had to remind the Democrats yesterday that, in fact, we protect uh, hate speech as well as yeah. good speech, right? Correct. And and that's that's the robustness and the beauty of our country. And that's the reason why it's called the First Amendment. Yeah. Because King George and his antecedent uh, uh, ancestors before him suppress people's ability to speak freely. And so you're we thought that was important. Yeah, you're 100% right. You know, the First Amendment protects the right of Hillary Clinton to call Pete Buttigieg a trailblazer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely protects that right. Is that the case? No. Mm -hmm. He is a dunce cap on top of a dunce cap. I wouldn't even use him as a dunce cap. I mean, you want to talk about inept, but we absolutely protect the right of Hillary Clinton to call Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg? Buttigieg. a trailblazer. And I'm fine with that. Well, one of the things I loved uh, about the First Amendment fight in the 70s um, is when hustler magazine yes yeah. and uh Larry flint jerry yeah. falwell fought one another in the supreme court mm-hmm. and hustler magazine won mm-hmm. and rightly so Correct. do you do you have to look at that content are you compelled to look at it no no of course not you choose to do that if that's what you choose to do but it is protected speech and rightly so under the First Amendment. And so I would, even though it's a little dry for some folks, I would encourage people to actually watch that hearing with these two journalists who are extremely intelligent individuals. They know their craft. They understand why speech is so important. Uh, And more importantly, they also understand why the protections we have here that is unique to this country and this country only uh, are so precious. And it's unfortunate that the Democrats are, are engaging in new McCarthyism to suppress it, but they'll pay a political price for it, guys. But let's let's take let's take, for example, what kind of saying on the same subject books yep. that are in the education system. You know what? Mm-hmm. I don't care what books in the education system, because Mike doesn't have to pick up that book to read that book. If they say in class you have to read that book, then I have an issue with it because mm-hmm. you're not 
But if it's in the library, and if I don't know my kid's reading that book when he brings it, that's on me. So I don't have an issue with some books that are in a school library. It's right. your choice to pick it up. <clears throat> the school needs to it? consult with you, the parent, if they are compelling your child, Compelled. a minor, to read something, 100%. I mean, I don't want any books about <clears throat> two gay boys giving each other fellatio and BFing uh, in my K through six library. Got no problem keeping that out. Got no problem. So that's well, none I, of that. Yeah, none of that stuff. That stuff in a, in a library belong. with children, absolutely not. You know, I had none of that content with my there. girl on this. We can talk about that a whole other uh, show, really. Um, I had one other point to make, but it, it the we'll thought think about of it. Right. Two, uh, male fellatio really got me <laughs> Well, let me let me give you some some other male thing to think about. All right, Brady, in or out? God, go. what did I Stop tell it. you? I told you he's there's. He's in. God, Coming Brady, back. Coming he's back. too busy just courting. Instagram and being anorexic. He's anorexic. So yeah, he's gonna come back in June and that'll <laughs> he's be anorexic. Yeah. Maybe May. All the teams are gonna have to figure out where they finish in the draft, which is in May. Once they yep. do that, then we will see the Tom Brady sweepstakes start to come up. You know, so do you right think now, the Miami rumors are real or what? No. What do you think, bud? Oh, stop it. No, he's not going to <laughs> this time he's going to a winner. He's going to a team that he can win the he's Super He's going Bowl. to the Niners or he's going the to the Niners. Niners. Yeah, Rico and I are both Niners focused right now, yeah. But what could that change? I mean, we are on the No Filter Network here. No so we have to talk network. about sports a little bit. So so what do you what do you think? Could that change as well? I mean, uh, or is that more or less set in stone? Is the mortar set? It's set in stone because you have to look at Brady's shelf life. How many years does he have left? He's already retired three times. So let's say two. he plays one year, he retires again, and then he comes out. You only got a one-year contract with Brady. You mm. cannot look at it as two years. You can say that on paper, but the reality is, is you need to have a winning team right now and think that Tom Brady is the missing piece. The only team that fits that description right now is the San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. that's it that's it they're the only team that was in the top four that i could say eh, they could use a quarterback now purdy just, got just injured like, so we'll never know just like right. manning did the end of his career after he did win the super bowl the colts went like this so where did he go he saw denver had the best opportunity to, denver. to win yep. a super bowl and now he walks out just like brady he's coming out a loser no matter how many super bowls he leaves a loser and what are the similarities between the Niners and the Broncos of 20? Tell us. Tell us. Top defense. Yep. 100%. Top rated defenses yeah. with top yeah. rated. Bosa, are you kidding me? Bosa, come on now. It's just Love like him. baseball. Von good Miller. Pitching, good hitting. Von Miller. Marcus Ware. You mm -hmm. had elite pass rushers, a strong back end, top to bottom, top defenses. Who's the who's the tight end uh, on the 49ers with the uh, with the mullet? Who is that dude? I love that dude. George Kittle. Kittle, I love that dude. Yeah, the guy's a machine, bro. He is. He's one of the best all-around tight ends. He loves to block. He's just a 
He's a football player. He's a nasty to play any position. If it were the 40s, he would be that all everything. He's just – I love Kittle. I love watching him play. I think he's fantastic. He's got right. such and a look, great position look, too. Look, look, though, look who's in that division. You got the Cardinals, you're beating them twice. The Rams, Mike, you're beating Mike's them Mike's looking at it right now. You're beating them twice. <laughs> so you already got eight wins right there. Right there. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. I mean, you've got <laughs> you've got a team that was an injury away from the Super Bowl, maybe a Super Bowl title. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta look at what teams are going to be taking quarterbacks in the draft. None of those are going to be getting the Brady sweepstakes. None of them. He wouldn't go to them. They wouldn't pay for him. Okay? So, there are no... The only teams without a strong case at quarterback would be the Jets, would be the Panthers of Carolina, would be the Falcons, would be Las Vegas, which I could maybe see reuniting with Josh McDaniels, yeah. big market, Brady gets some type type of Terrible deal at, with a casino. Niners. I mean, of right. course, it's the Niners. It's his hometown. But we've seen crazier things happen. And if Brady's yeah. setting up for his future after football, which obviously he'll do broadcasting, but if he wants yeah. to take a slice of some uh, casino money, I could see Vegas. For sure. Well, he did that. He did that with FTX. <laughs> yeah. He should be how, um, how do you see Brady and uh, and Shanahan, uh, Kyle Shanahan, uh, meshing? Oh, easy. Great. Yeah, I do too. He runs I the football. Too. Brady gets protected as a quarterback. I mean, you just watch Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is a poor yep. version of Tom Brady. And he 100%. took them to the Super Bowl. So, yep. I mean. Bumped, a, and he was uh, he was a broken hit. foot away from doing it again. They yeah, are, frankly. And what do you lose if you're San Francisco? That's what you have to think of. What do you lose if you get Tom Brady? Nothing. You still have Brock Purdy as a backup. Mm-hmm. You have Trey Lance as collateral now. I mean, mm-hmm. he's done. He should be. And you'll get somebody from Purdy. You trade. Purdy. They'll get, they'll get, get somebody, somebody else. else. They will. No, no. You trade Lance. You keep well, Purdy. Yeah, Purdy you keep won. Purdy, you but that yeah, I, forget, I forgot the, the other guy's name. Yeah, Trey Lance the, the, is that number one, their first-round pick that got was starting at the beginning of the year, got injured, and was mm-hmm. done. I think Garoppolo's contract was for one year, so he's not in the picture. So I'm using Lance as some sort of trade bait um, to do other things, but Brady can just – I believe he can sign anywhere. I believe he's a free agent. I don't think he is. that – Yeah, he is. I mean, um, I'm looking at their schedule. It is garbage. Worst. So they've got 11-game wins out of the box. Like the, only, the only games that will be tough for them are at the Eagles. Will be tough. All right. Um, I got nothing else. How many times do they play the Eagles? Once or twice? Once they're out of the division. So you got Washington win, Pittsburgh win, Cardinals win, Browns win, Rams win, at the Eagles, maybe one loss, Cardinals win, Rams win, Seahawks win, Cowboys in California win, 
Giants in California win. Baltimore win. Cincinnati win. Maybe. Two maybe. At Seattle win. At Jaguars win. At Minnesota win. And at Tampa Bay win. Yeah. Three losses. At worst four. So you got so you got between you got a potential of thirteen to fifteen wins, uh, plus or minus one or two games. Yeah, I mean that there is no downside. You know, do you know what I love about this? You know what I love about Read the Room uh, on the No Filter Network is we can just go right from politics to sports. We yeah. can do whatever the hell we want. We can go right and, from what from a look trans- at the two of you guys. I got your Olympic <laughs> systems going, and you're like going, "Oh my god, I'm scared." Well, thank you for that. Anyway, you're welcome. But I, yeah, but I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I think it's great. I think it's going to be great. Of course, you're excited about it. You'd give Brady. Never mind. No. This is the children's show. Now watch it. Exactly. <laughs> a, a hug. That's where I was going with it. Yes, I would. Yes, you I would. Reach around him and give him the biggest hug that you could possibly give him. All right. So, let, so for, if we're going to talk about sports, I, I don't know how much longer we have, but I want to hear your opinion on the on the uh, Tiger Woods move. The Tiger oh. Woods move. You oh, mean best best meme ever was ever. the uh, the box tipped up that says "fake vacation X." <laughs> she wouldn't leave the house. Okay, she wouldn't leave. She was like a squatter in the house. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. You know what? She sued him for thirty million. One for what? <laughs> I mean, for what? Just give her a million bucks and say go away. It's a rounding error. She's worth a billion. She bucks. gets she gets ten million. She gets between seven and ten million, and she better listen to the other ex who came out, the other girlfriend that came out and said, "It ain't worth it. Don't do it. You're not gonna get diddly." Settle out of court. Better yeah. listen to her because it that's all she's gonna get. She's gonna get a pit. Well, what she's trying to do is squash the NDA, the non-disclosure agreement that they it's had. It's not gonna happen. Yes. That's uh, if, rock if, solid. It's rock solid unless happen. she claims that she was getting physically abused, then they can totally throw it out. Like if except, she, and she will except, claim that because then except it's an allegation book, which, which has to be point. proved. Which takes her into a court of law, which Faye, whatever the hell her name was, the other girlfriend said, don't do it. I did it. I got reamed. They jammed me through a meat grinder and I got shit. Okay. And that's exactly where this thing's going. So go ahead, play the game. And you're going to play lose. the game. Let them. I, I enjoy seeing lying women Bapo, get stonewalled. Yeah. I, I yeah. get a sick pleasure out of watching thirsty, lying, deceitful women that think their shit don't stink. That's right. She's not even that hot. You don't even know what he was doing no. there in the first place. Where, where did they, they meet? At a Denny's? I mean, come oh, on, Mike. He's not I saw this broad and I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. Well, you got to understand the mind of Tiger Woods. If you guys haven't seen that documentary on That's HBO, good. I highly Oh, it's marvelous. It. It's great. Because yeah, I watched it twice. Fantastic. The chick he pulled from a... God, what was it? That roadside restaurant. It's like, yeah, a, like a Texas Perkins. Roadhouse or Perkins. whatever. It was Perkins. 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 That was the, the most average looking woman I've ever seen. Yep. And this dude is stringing her along like he is a sicko. Like telling all these girls that he's in love with them. And he's nailing this girl in a parking lot 
God bless him. God bless him. Yeah, hey, oh, you do you. I no issue with it. So the, to answer the question of why he was with this girl is, it's all the same in the dark. <laughs> to Tiger Woods. Because it's, it's an ego. These girls are, I mean, any girl would be worshiping this. Especially like the, the sevens are just in being infatuated with this. Girl. Right. It's yeah. the six and a half. Well, but again, you gotta you gotta remember that they're all sevens. Even the top Instagram models, correct? Are yeah. Because yeah. you gotta to be a ten, you gotta have a personality that is outstanding. The best, the best sevens the best, are everywhere. We're best, in the day of cosmetics and aesthetics. Love, like every girl looks good in yoga pants. I love you know the line for Chris <laughs> that he's yes. like, I love you that. wear you wear makeup. Your face don't look like that. Your hair extensions, you don't have look like that. Your you idea, you ain't that tall. Everything about you is a lie. And you want me to tell you the truth? <laughs> right, right. Well, he went from a 10 with Bridget Moynihan to about an 8.5 with the bony Brazilian uh, and screwed himself for, what, 12 years? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop it. You're saying no, she is not better than just she's not hot. She's not. She's not. No, no, she's, she's certainly not, not unattractive. I just said she wasn't <laughs> You're putting Bridget Moynihan on a pedestal. Bridget Moynihan is H O T, baby. I've watched iRobot for her bland, dismissive character in iRobot. And still found she's, she's playing a role, but in hey, in uh, in Lords of War, she's a hot socialite. Oh, great, a great, great movie, oh, it's fantastic. Great Look, fantastic. she is what we call hot cute. Now, let me explain this to the audience there's different than hot, hot, and hot cute. Hot, hot is that broad that gets all dolled up, always in makeup, never goes out of the house without spending 30 minutes doing her hair. Her makeup, changing her outfits, etc. Hot cute is the type of girl that you wake up next to, needs no makeup, hair in a ponytail, looks better than when she gets dressed up. But when she does, she dresses to the nines and she's fine. Yeah, you know who's hot, you know who's hot cute in that in that parlance is Anna Ferris. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Anna Anna Ferris. No, she's adorable. Gross. She's adorable. Dude, Shut up. Gross. What plan are you on? Oh. Have you ever seen her in a scenario where she's not wearing makeup? Like, or ever seen her in a scenario where she's attractive? Oh she's my cute. god. That, that's no, incredible. Cute. Kudos to you. Yeah, yeah her she's personality cute. Anna Ferris is cute. Uh, yeah, first of all, is- Kate Beckinsale. Marissa Michelle Monaghan is cute. Okay. Right. But uh, Bridget Monaghan, kill me. Okay. Insane. She is, my day. she is as beautiful as Marion Cotillard, the French actress. I don't give a damn what she's wearing. All right. Okay. I've heard but, some you know, blasphemous this, things you know, come out of your mouth, Marcus. Unbelievable. <laughs> this may <laughs> take the cake on. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, modern. I would hook up with her. I do not understand. Which I do not understand from the whole body, the the neck up. Sydney Sweeney. Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. I get that. Great uniform, ter- terrible helmet. Cincinnati Bengals. Great uniform, wow. terrible helmet. It's like a Mona Lisa. Nice, good, Mona nice Lisa. southern good colloquialism. From far, good from far, but far from oh good. Oh, my God. Love I your hair. I hate your guts. I heard that. 
You never heard of Cincinnati Bengals? Great uniform. uniform, terrible helmet. Oh, terrible that's great helmet. That's Mike, so that goes bad. along with uh, that goes along with love your hair, hate your guts, man. I yes, love that. That's, that's, great. that's my contribution to today. Well, I want that on my colloquialism, family. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta applaud the hell out of that. Well done. So All just right. to wrap things up, Mark's yep, yep. high as a kite right now because he's yeah. trying to sell us on Anna Ferris. Yeah, he's googling right he's now. Adorable. He's googling, googling Anna Ferris. There. He's adorable. I can't Google on an iPad right now while I'm on Read the Room. Oh my God! I don't know you what know, part. You know of the why? Movie. You know why I said her name is because um, uh, Entourage is playing in the background in my office. Which she almost ruined Entourage, just like Mandy Moore. Yeah. Mandy Moore almost ruined Entourage. Mandy Moore. Oh, was Mandy Moore. Don't even. Please, no. That's creature from the Black Lagoon. Shit. Oh, oh, oh. Horrible. I love Mandy Moore. Shout out to uh, Walk to Remember. But I don't understand. Dude, you are you serious? That's terrible. one of the movies that I cried in. It looks like lie. a car accident. She's terrible. Just, just let it sink <laughs> in. So, it was such a good movie. Um, Shane Frost, her. I mean, you want to talk about really pulling your heartstrings? Check uh, out he's a walk cry. of America. It's you may not cry on Read the Room. Come on here. Right. Only three movies that I've ever cried in: The Cure, A Walk to Remember, and Blow. Blow was so good. Blow was outstanding. Blow was so good. The ending scene where was he's sick. quarreling with his daughter, and then it turns into a he's little girl there. disappearing. I was like, "Oh my god! I should be a drug dealer." Thank <laughs> <laughs> you for that PSA, Johnny Depp. Uh, just well, the cartels are looking for recruits, Rico. But yeah, you can find them. Fun story. I almost got uh, kidnapped and killed by a cartel one time. So yeah, well, that's we'll a story for another that. day. That, um, like well, it. we're definitely going to talk about that sometime soon. Oh, boy. Can't well, wait. It, it's, no, a, it's a wild story. It's so wild, uh, you wouldn't believe it. We'll just put it like that. Um, all right. Well, we've uh, been uh, we've gone all over the map today. And uh, once right. again... <laughs> A fabulous show here on Read the Room on the No Filter Network. The No Filter Network. So, uh, for everybody out there in the audience that wants to fact check uh, King Marcus on his Anna Ferris film, <laughs> please, you, you watch please, the movie please. Just Friends and tell me in what part of the movie Just Friends Anna Ferris is hot, cute, and not crazy hot. No, there's nothing about this girl that's attractive. Love no. it. Well, I'm uh, my my current focus these days is Julia Garner. So you guys can uh, you guys can rotate that around your your cerebellum a little bit. Uh, All right. I want to thank you guys as usual. Great we show. will talk again very soon, my brothers. I appreciate Love you. It. Have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. Thank you to everyone that joins us on Read the Room or listens to us. On the yeah. No Filter Network. We really appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Love it, guys. Do me a favor. Tell Riley Gaines I said hello. I will do that. She is getting more pub lately. Um, she's a she's wonderful really person. She's really out there. She's, she's a force. She's going to be she's a, a wonderful a person. trans debate. So, yep. talk yep. for another show. Uh, shout out to her. All the people out there every day. That I'll are see if I can get her, on, get her to come on uh, with us, too. That would be cool if you want to see sparks fly. Um, but here's the thing. 
not all heroes wear capes. And the two men in front of me do the work to make this show happen. So as a one, Uncle Rico, who gets to just kind of sit here and spew from the mouth, thank you, gentlemen, for such fine production. Love the audience. Love America. Love God. Love my family. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. Have a great weekend. See you guys.